0: Live with Camden County head football coach Josh Blood. How you doing, coach? Doing pretty good, Ed. How about you? I'm doing well. I know I've been trying to get up with you for a little bit. We got I guess quite a few games to go over since last time I talked to you. Uh how are things going on your end?
1: Going pretty well, you know, every week, uh just just taking things and getting better at it as much as we can. Okay. So,
0: you know, we hadn't talked since the welding game. Since then we've had we've had four games. Uh, what I want to do is just kind of, we don't need to do a huge review on each one, but just kind of touch on each one just a little bit. And I believe Curry Tuck was our our first game after the Weldon game. So what were your uh, overall thoughts in a very general sense uh, on the Curry Tuck game?
1: Well, it was, it was a lot of teaching that week. We had lost our two starting outside linebackers from Weldon. So it was a lot of teaching that week. Um, we didn't do a great job stopping uh, their their sweeps to the outside and, and quarterback keepers. So it was a long night for us um, defensively. I think if looking back at all the games that we've played so far, I think that we played the worst uh, in that Curry-Tuck game. Um, so so overall, offensively, obviously, we couldn't string anything together. Um, a, a lot of the problems that we faced the rest of the year uh, of penalties, penalties. Um, and defensively, again, we just could not stop anything going outside.
0: Now, when you say that we were missing two outside linebackers, who, who exactly were those linebackers, if you could touch on that for a second?
1: Yeah, uh, Luke Mills went down with a with a foot injury, um, and then uh, Isaiah Say with a concussion. So, you know, those are two seniors that we we had, you know, planned on depending on this year, you know, and it, uh, unfortunately, injuries bite everybody, but uh, especially that first week, it seemed to bite us particularly hard.
0: Okay. Um, what well, Any uh, positives that you remember out of the Curry Tuck game and also a takeaway from their team in general, maybe some specific players or just them uh, overall as a whole, your takeaway from them as a team?
1: Absolutely. Hey, our, our takeaway every week is we've got young guys, who are out there playing on a Friday night. I mean, every, every week I'll, I'll talk about a lot of the young guys. I mean, we, we have so many sophomores that are making a big difference on this team. So, you know, even when things don't go our way, that is a huge learning experience for us every single week. We get better at something. Um, I actually talked to a, a referee who had called one of our games three weeks before, and he was like, man, I, you guys are getting so much better. You've come such a long way. Uh, and that hadn't shown in the wins and loss column yet, but we, we are getting better. And that's a positive that I can take away from all the games uh, so far. As far as Curry Tuck is concerned, um, they they have a couple big time playmakers. They've got a kid named Jaden Callaway He's got a ton of speed uh, and, and just overall they're, they're excellent when it comes to fundamentals. Um, they played extremely well to start this year uh, and, and, you know, they've got a great head coach over there in Paul Bossy as well who's taking their weight training to a whole new level.
0: Okay. The next game that, that popped up on the schedule was Northeastern. I, I I don't know if it's arguable or not, but I, I would say that the best team in our area, both uh, talent-wise, athleticism, and then uh, strength of numbers. Um, obviously, Northeastern was probably our biggest, biggest hurdle to climb if you looked at the schedule ahead of time. Going into the season, what was your takeaway on Northeastern and what was your impression on them as a team?
1: Yeah, indisputably the best team in the area. Um, The only one who would would be close is is Holmes, and and they took care of them last week by a couple of touchdowns. Um, They're they're very fast. They're very physical. They work extremely hard. Um, And when you put those things together – they they're going to be a great team that goes multiple rounds in the playoffs. Um but as far as our game against them, we did some good things. Um you know, it's always you know kind of hard to to get the guys motivated for a game like that where they know that talent that they're going against. But we didn't need to convince a lot of kids to be out there. Normally you have you know some kids who are are worried about being on the same field with some of those guys who are committed to big D1 colleges. We weren't, we weren't that, um, and, and it gave us some chance to work on some things against a great level of competition as well.
0: Okay. Um, the uh, the Pasquotank game uh, was another game that, that went by that, that we played. What were your thoughts on the Pasquotank game and their team as a whole?
1: Uh, we, we made plenty of mistakes. Um, coming right off the bat, we had probably a 12-play drive. Uh, that ended with us uh, with a false start on third and three. Uh, And then we lost yards the next play, and and then they came back and scored relatively quickly. So uh, shot ourselves in the foot a lot of times. Um, Defensively, there were a lot of breakdowns. They like to run the jet sweep a lot, so we had a scheme in. uh, and We just made a bunch of mistakes on on falling through with that defensive scheme. But that's another team I'm really interested to see how that conference, that two way conference in our area, does uh, with some of the teams that we've seen. I think Curry Tuck and Pasquatank are very, very comparable teams. Um, and, and overall, they're they, they great at running that jet sweep. They've got a really athletic guard that pulls out in front of them uh, to lead the way for that. So both of those teams are really on the right track.
0: What is it that reminds you uh, of the similarities between Curry Tuck and Pasco Tank?
1: It's just, I mean, they both they both play extremely hard. They're both extraordinarily disciplined. Um, they both have excellent pass rush. Uh, and, and the thing that pops to my mind is that we make an effort to try to change the snap count as much as possible. And against both of those teams, we probably tried to go on, two and, and mess with the snap count probably seven or eight times. Neither of those teams jumped a single time. So, you know, just seeing – their focus is, you know, it shows that they're going to be um, pretty successful as the season wears on.
0: So the, la- the last game that we had was against first flight, a team that I think passes it more than any team that we have ran into thus far. What were your thoughts on the first flight game and it playing against a team that was a lot more pass heavy than all of our other opponents so far?
1: I was pretty happy with, with our past defense. And like you said, first flight is always going to put that ball up. Uh, Coach Prince does an awesome job there. We saw them and ran into them at a lot of the seven on sevens that we did this summer. Um, and, and I was really proud. I think our defensive backs played easily their best game of the year. Um, but with that being said, we were in the right position multiple times uh, and just couldn't get our head around. Uh, we picked up the first interception for Camden football in about a year and a half for sure. Um, unfortunately, Chandler, after he intercepted that ball, got picked up himself and the ball taken from him. So, um, But, you know, after that game, I, I talked to the guys, and I used the phrase baby steps. I mean, right now we're getting better one, one little step at a time. Uh, and, and I made two goals before that game. We need to get on the board. We need to score points, and we need to get an interception and we achieved both of those goals. And they're little goals, but you know, baby steps moving forward.
0: Yeah, and Rome also had almost had a, a back-to-back uh interceptions there and uh almost picked off picked off a second pass. I'm not sure if it was the, if it was the exact play right behind his interception, but if it wasn't, it was the play after that where he almost picked it off in the end zone on a fade route um that i think he just just dropped it i I didn't have a good angle from the booth um, yeah seeing the possession on it but i I, he almost had two in a row
1: yeah and it it was back to back uh and and my thought with that is hey this kid just got picked up and got the ball taken right from him let's go pick on him let's let's see if he's paying attention and and rome was in the perfect place jumped up to get it um a little bit of offensive pass interference but now, those things happen. It it didn't didn't get called, but uh for him to bounce back after literally being picked up and having the ball taken from him, um, to to have the awareness to be in the right place and to understand they might come right back at me, uh, he did he did a great job with that.
0: So you know, in just kind of summarizing against the the four games with Curry Tuck, Northeastern, Pasco Tank, and First Flight, who were who were some of the players that stood out for you? from one of the area teams that we've played against who kind of like if we were making an all-star team, who are some guys from those other teams that really stood out to you that maybe if they, if not take their game on to the college level, uh, just some guys you were really, really impressed with, just to give some love out to the rest of the teams in the area.
1: Yeah. um, Easy one to start with Travion Freshwater. I mean, he uh, obviously committed to play to ECU next year. Um, but he's had an amazing season so far. And, um, to the point where this, this is all pretty easy for him playing high school football at this moment. Um, he took a, he was a lead blocker on the second play. I think that we had against Northeastern and he came around the corner and saw a corner and he started this, uh, essentially, I know what's about to happen. Laugh, uh, as he, as he cleared away our corner and they ran for a touchdown. So, excellent player excellent kid um and and, you know he's going to be very successful at the next level as well um extremely impressed with him
0: okay um what about curry tuck i know you mentioned Jaden callaway uh they had a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball Was there anybody that stood out to you from the curry tuck team
1: yeah obviously you start with callaway there he's got a ton of speed does all the right things um and another kid that that uh, Josh Ajibon, I think his last name is. Uh, he was actually a defensive tackle for him last year, and he he transferred over. Now he's playing fullback and and middle linebacker, I think. And kid's got a great motor. He doesn't quit. Um, I can't remember the kid's name against Curry Talk. Who had the awareness? He picked Sam's ball off our first play on offense and took it back for six. So mm-hmm. you know, all these area teams have have a lot of talent. Um. Trying to think of Pasquotank number nine, Sam Bingham. Uh, yeah, he's got a ton of yeah. yardage as well, and and against us, he caught the ball extremely well and got a bunch of yards on the ground. So th- this area has got a ton of talent, um, and, and we've opened up against a lot of that talent.
0: Yeah, I think Avacon for uh, Curry Tuck was probably the the be- I didn't see the northeastern game but from what I've seen he was the best goal-line back I've seen he was really a load to bring down mm-hmm. and I agree with you about Bingham from Pascal Tank I also thought maybe he has potential at the next level to play defensive back he he was up in press coverage at all times and really seemed to be um a handful on defense not not just on offense with the jet sweep or mm-hmm. carrying the ball
1: yeah and that's that's something we coach Thornton and I watch uh, a lot of hours of film. And, and last year we were looking at Pascal tank and, and some kids that we're bringing back. And we both pointed to number nine, uh, and, which is Sam. And, and we're like, man, that kid is going to be really good next year. On, uh, uh, unfortunately for us, we were right. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: um, so let's, let's talk about Riverside, which we have coming up, which I believe is a game that we've had moved, if I'm correct, since the, the hurricane and, and all that that was going on. Um, what, what do you know about Riverside coming up, and what can you talk to me about with that matchup?
1: Yeah, it's a game that, that we had to move, so it's slightly different. It's where our bye week was supposed to be, but um, really, really talented team. Uh, they're kind of in the same boat as as we are and Manuel are with, with low numbers. Um, so when you go to the game on Friday, you'll see a pretty bare sideline for us and them. You know, a lot of kids are playing both ways. Um, their quarterback is extraordinarily talented. Um, they like to run it with him a lot. And when he's not running the ball, he can he can deliver the ball perfectly. I, I put him kind of on par with the quarterback that we saw for first flight, who who always put it on the spot. Um, they like to run a lot of of bubble screens. They like to do a lot with with trips. Um, so you know, it, it's not one of those teams where we can narrow it down and say this is what they do well. They do a whole bunch of things well, and and they've beat some really good competition this year.
0: Okay. What what conference is Riverside playing in, and who is their competition mostly?
1: Uh, they're the, the Tar River Conference. Um, best team in that conference is Tarboro, um, who does Tarboro things. Um, and, and all the way down, they've got Jones Sr. in there, uh, Southside, uh, Northside Pinetown, South Creek, te- teams of that sort.
0: Okay. All right. Now, when you talk about the sidelines being a bit bare, Let's uh let's touch on some of the injuries that that we have going on. What is the you mentioned Luke Mills earlier, uh, talking about m- losing him in the welding game, which obviously was pretty early in the game. What's you have any update on Luke Mills and his status?
1: Yeah, see, it seems like at this point, uh, he's not going to be coming back this year, which which is a huge blow for us. But um, you know, kind of kind of have to go with that that next man up approach, even even though it's difficult with an awesome kid like Luke.
0: Okay, and uh, I saw that towards the end of the game on our uh, first drive where we scored, Ridge was not in the game after running the ball really well and had his helmet off. I assume there was something that happened with him. Can you clear that up?
1: Um, no, I mean, it was it was mostly an issue of, of he had played um, every single snap to, uh, to that point. Um, we were going to try some different things and try to get some different guys in the game at points. Um, so that's pretty much giving him a break because we didn't have many backups to put in for him on defense. So it's a little easier to find somebody on offense than defense for him. So he was, he was just taking, taking a blow.
0: Okay. Well, that's great. And it worked out well with how hard, uh, Dylan Shaft was running the ball. I thought he did a tremendous job on that drive as well as Sam. Um, what about, uh, Jared Creech after his big catch looked like he limped off the field. Uh, what's the update on him and his status to play on Friday?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, we everybody gets hit by the injury bug, but it seems like we're getting hit real hard. Um, he came down awkwardly on it, and we thought it was his, his knee. Um, seems like it's probably a quadriceps injury right now. We're waiting to hear a little bit more about it. Um, most likely won't have him this week, possibly not next week, and then uh, we'll, we'll wait for a little bit more to come back on him before we uh, – make any any future decisions
0: so with this injury bug hitting us so hard what's your main what's your main worries of us going in with such a small roster
1: well i mean we're we're lucky this week because we had a jv game early early in the week so we can use uh kind of the eight quarter rule Uh, so we'll have a couple of our our top jv players that are going to be at least on the sidelines um mostly to fill in in spots uh, uh, on special teams for, for the most part. Uh, but, you know, we, we've upped conditioning because conditioning is a part of that. We need guys to, to be able to stay in the game instead of uh, being extremely worn out. Uh, at the very beginning of the year, I told every single kid that they need to know how to play two positions on defense and two positions on offense. Uh, so we found, we found that that's a huge help able to switch, you know, a, a kid like Kobe Rhodes, for example, he knows how to play middle backer. He knows how to play defensive tackle. He knows how to play defensive end, outside linebacker. Uh, we've got kids like that that we can move around, and that helps us get around all these depth issues that we have.
0: Other than conditioning, Coach, what would you say are some other areas of focus right now for improvement uh, from from now on and going forward for the rest of the season?
1: Strength, strength training. Um, it, it's something that – we did a better job at in, in spring and in the off season. Um, but it's something I talked to coach bossy uh, at Curry tuck and, and outside of being a teacher and, and a coach, he owns the fitness warehouse in Elizabeth city. Uh, and he put together a, um, a great weightlifting plan. Uh, and, and we've been following that for the last week and just trying to get strong. Uh, I told the guys that there's a huge difference between conference play, our non-conference schedule. So this next three weeks, if we're in better condition, if we're stronger, uh, it's it's going to pave the way for a better season, better half a season when we get into conference play.
0: Right. Sure. The uh, Let's talk about the progression of Sam Gwill and an update on the offense at this point. Um, what are your thoughts on Sam and the way the offense is going?
1: Well, we, we've got to find a way to open it up more. Um, we've been saying that since week one. Um, we gave him the chance to throw the ball a lot. He had four completions uh, last Friday night. One of them, you know, that big one to, to Jared. And then the other ones were our screens that we put in. Um, the offensive line responded well. Uh, that was my major fear about trying to put the ball up and pass was we weren't having, you know, we weren't getting the time. Uh to, to even be able to throw the ball. So they stepped up a little bit and, and were able to incorporate the pass. And when we can actually show that we are capable of passing, that opens up the running game a lot more. Uh, I've been happy with Sam. We, we've created some more designed runs for him, which again gives him a whole a whole different part because he is a pretty physical quarterback. So overall, the offense, our fakes are getting better. You're You're seeing us bust longer runs. Uh, ridge for example i talked to him today and i said man how much better of a running back are you than you were three weeks ago he said you know he feels worlds better and he is it's just slowly learning what this offense should look like and selling those fakes we are getting better each game
0: yeah i thought sam did a really good job running the ball and i thought that was a nice wrinkle to add to the offense and i think it really helped us uh, three or four times on a drive to continue that drive or at least mix it up and give them a different look. So I completely agree with you about Sam. Uh, so, uh, Coach, the last thing I got for you, and I appreciate your time again, is um, at, at this point in the season for you, what would you say defines the team or defines your goals um, for, a, for a successful season? Like, you know, what what are your goals going forward for the rest of the year?
1: Well, <laughs> I had a parent that I talked to last year. Who said, Coach? I, you know, I measure the success of, of the team based on two things: did the kids have fun and did they get better? Um, I, I love being out there with these guys, with this group of kids. Um, e- even when things get bad for us, they enjoy being out there. They love to play the game. Uh, so keeping that love for the game, passing that part uh, on to the younger guys, and the second part is. We we just need to get better. Whether that's a, a kid like Jaden Walton who's who's doing having a great season, but seeing him take the step to become a dominant player, or seeing Justin Noon you know step up and be a dominant safety as, as a younger kid, um, that's what matters to me. Seeing us get stronger, seeing us have something that we can we can take forward into into the next year.
0: Okay. Well, Coach, I want to thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, Obviously, I'll be pulling for you uh, Friday night against Riverside, and I'm sure the Camden Faithful will as well. Hopefully the weather is nice. Um, But thank you so much again, Coach. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. I appreciate it, Ed.
0: All right, buddy. Good luck. All right. That's Coach Blood. Um, Listen up. For the Hopefully we can get him this weekend for a review of the Riverside game and stay on that in, in terms of uh, rhythm of uh, post-game interviews. And uh, if you hear this, please come out Friday night, support Camden Bruins uh, in our effort to play Riverside and for all the rest of the games we have this season because the season will be over before you know it. Thank you so much for listening. Everybody take care.